Hello, friends, and welcome to Mendu Disney episode 176. Uh, my name is Pete, and joining me tonight is Tom. Pete, what's happening? We're three guys who want to help you make the most of your Disney World experience, as well as to bring some of that Disney magic into your life every day. So put on your favorite pair of Mickey ears, lower your safety harness, remain seated until the ride has come to a complete stop, and men, let's do Disney. We're back, baby. We're back, baby. How did that? Uh, how did that roll off the, uh, the old tongue there? You, you seemed like you still had it memorized. Hey, I haven't memorized. I actually didn't pull it up at all. Um, but I've been listening to a lot of our old episodes, so it, it was kind of ingrained in my head at this point. So, I'll tell you, we um, we have not recorded since October of 22, I think. We uh, we went to Disney then. I th- or is it September of twenty two? It was September of twenty two because it was right. It was about thirty days out from our la- from our last trip. Okay. Well, a lot has happened uh, for the the Disney the Mendu Disney podcast since then. Pete has gone to the other coast and visited Disneyland. I did. Yes. I've got a trip planned to to Disney World, and Pete has a a trip planned. Actually, kind of a. A Disney World Disney Cruise trip planned. Yeah, it's a it's a big one. We're gonna we're gonna round trip it, so should be fun. A little a little land and sea. Land are and you sea doing, adventures. Are you doing Disney World on the on bookends or just before? Uh, just before. Uh, all right. Well, man, we're back. It kind of feels feels weird, but also exciting. I told Pete I was uh, just full transparency excited to record today. Matt was hoping to join us, but he had a flat tire. He was driving home from a vacation, not at Disney World, and uh, he had a flat tire, so he couldn't join us. But here we are, a lot. Yeah, here, I mean, here we are. I'm fired up. Yeah, we can't even begin to cover what we've what we've missed uh, news wise, but we're just going to kind of shoot from the hip and talk all things Disney World, I, I believe. Yeah, and I think the biggest uh, the biggest piece of news out there is that not so scary started yesterday. I mean, here we are. Beginning of August, Disney's already celebrating Halloween. You know who else is celebrating Halloween, by the way? Uh, Lowe's. Lowe's already has all their Halloween decorations up. Well, just wait a couple more weeks, and I think Christmas will probably be loaded in there uh, to get ready for that. But yeah, so it's uh, we're recording this episode on uh, Saturday, August 12th. Not So Scary did begin last night. Pete, did you tell me it was sold out? It was sold out. August is actually completely sold out at this point. No kidding. Yep. Every every date in August is sold out at this point. Uh, there's a handful of dates in September that are sold out. Um, I think there's three, four, five. What does six, October seven, eight, look nine, like? October's pretty much wide open except for the thirty first. Thirty first is okay. sold out, but uh, it looks like every other date in um, in October is available. September actually only has three sold out date or two sold out dates. September first and the fifteenth are sold out. Uh, but yeah, August is completely sold out. So not so scary in August. We've got the 11th, 15th, 18th, 22nd, 25th, and 29th, and they are all sold out at this point. That is, uh, that's nuts. And just a heads up, guys, this is a, a more of an informal episode than what we used to do. So if you hear banging around on the keyboard or, or us clicking through links we have pulled up, we're, we're, we don't really know what we're going to talk about. We don't know how long we're going to talk. I was, uh, if you heard me typing, I was actually looking at the Not So Scary Halloween Party. I have purchased my tickets for when I'll be there. 
I'm kind of crossing my fingers. I do not want a sold out night. No, you definitely don't. But looking at the wait times last night, so Disney's brought back a lot of character meet and greets. Uh, there, so there's a lot more there than there has been in the past couple of years. I think you're going to be okay because I think you guys are going to be more focused on rides. Maybe not, maybe not super focused, but um, but I think you'll have an opportunity to do everything you want. I think the biggest question mark you have right now is Tron, right? Yeah, it's okay. So that's um, a bit concerning. And I guess we'll we'll kind of start there. So Mickey's not so scary as we mentioned. Just started, and Tron is not a standby wait for it. So it is a virtual queue. From what I have read, you the park will close for guests not at the party at 6 p.m. And at 6 p.m., there's a virtual queue that goes out. Last night, the Tron virtual queue went in seconds, is what I read last night. Um, so you're not even guaranteed to ride Tron if you go to the Halloween party, which I think is kind of crap. Like, man, you're paying $110 plus, $120 plus, I think. I think it was $120 bucks last night. You're you're spending 120 bucks, and you still don't have a guarantee to ride Tron. We're not doing a Magic Kingdom day, so our Magic Kingdom is not so scary. But I, I'm slightly reconsidering: do I do a Magic Kingdom morning and buy and buy the Lightning Lane? Well, you, or, honestly, or even park hop. Yeah, you can if if you park hop over at two o'clock. Well, no, I don't think you. Well, yeah, you could park hop over at two o'clock. You guys are guaranteed to get in at four o'clock. I think if you just keep an eye on the individual Lightning Lanes. You'll be able to get something close to that four o'clock range, and 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 not even have to worry about it. Maybe even ride it twice. Yeah. So, um, man, I don't know. I'm just slightly, I'm slightly nervous about it. When I read that last night that Tron was not included as a standby, I was frustrated. I mean, I'm just kind of thinking about what we spent because we're we're actually going in October, and ticket prices jump considerably the later in October you go. For reference, on the 29th, it's $200 plus tax per night. Oh, that's insane. Yep. Um, yeah, what else is going on in the world other than other than not so scary? So a couple of, well, one other big thing at Magic Kingdom. So uh, Haunted Mansion did have a refurb. I think they said that they were going to use this as an opportunity to get ready for the Hatbox hat Ghost. I think that a lot of people expected that it was going to reopen with the Hatbox Ghost. It did not. So there will be a future refurbishment at Hollywood Studios to incorporate the Hatbox Ghost. It is not there yet. I think they said by the end of the year uh, is, is, is the plan. That would be really cool if they could get it there before Halloween. I don't know if it's going to happen, but it, but it could. Um, you know, there's a bunch of new food out there. Um a new ep- new uh, nighttime show coming to Epcot. You know, we we saw since we've since we've last talked. Uh, obviously, I, I, what was it called? Harmonious with the barges. Harmonious is gone. Yeah, yeah. Um, Harmonious yep. is Harmonious is gone. Uh, Bob's barges are are no longer parked in the lake. They actually started dismantling them, pretty much the day that it ended. Uh, they they started pulling us out of there. So once again, we have our views across uh, the uh, World Showcase Lagoon, which is which is nice. I, I I really think that those barges, I mean, it, it ruined the aesthetic there. Yeah, I was not a huge fan of Bob's bar- barges as uh, you so fondly described them. We um we went a few times while the barges were being put in place. We have seen harmonious 
Pete at least once for you, right? Yeah, a couple couple times for me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I know you and I saw it one night. Were you there the night? Was it the rain night that you and I waited in the rain to see it? Or was that a different know. group? I was. With? I think that, I think that was a different group. We watched it. We watched it in October when we went. Okay. Well, I, I, look, I've seen the show now. Jeez, at least three times, maybe four. And the, and the problem with going with friends is every time you go with someone different, they want to see it as much as you. And Pete and I did both want to see it when we went, but it wasn't a good show. Uh, I thought Epcot Forever was better. That's not the show, to my knowledge, that's going to replace. Uh, that is that running right now? I think Epcot Forever is running right now. Epcot Forever is running right now, so they will have a new show. They said by the end of the year to replace Epcot Forever. Yeah, so I'm excited to hear that. Uh, honestly, Pete, if they went back to Illuminations, I wouldn't be mad. They won't. I, they they won't. But, but but I wouldn't be mad either. Uh, uh, nothing was wrong with Illuminations. Nothing was wrong with uh, God. Nothing was wrong with Wishes either. But um. You know, Disney's ever evolving. So, speaking of fi- speaking of fireworks, I did watch the uh, new Not So Scary Fireworks show. Yeah, really good. Well, uh, our plan is to to stay in for it. We'll see if we're still standing by then. But our plan is to try and see it. Yeah, it was it was, it was really good. Jack Skellington plays a, a big role in it, actually. <sighs> do I ruin it by watching on YouTube today, or do I try? The, the the videos the videos that I've seen are not very good. So, so like there's no like uh, 4K WDW no, news or anything like that. There is it is a WDWNT video. It is in 4K, but but it's it's tough to see. They're kind of close, so you get a lot of the projections on the castle cut off, uh, especially the bottom of the of the castle. You don't see a whole lot of that, but but it is it is a really good show. Um, another thing we have, and I don't think we've podcast since this happened. Galactic Star Cruiser, boy, were we wrong! It's cl- I, it's closing. It, yeah, and I don't I don't know what the what the date for the last uh, voyage is, but it's it's pretty soon. Um, but yeah, we look. I, I I think I think the heart was in the right place on this one, but ultimately that the cost just turned people off. And I, I had conversation with several people about going and doing this. But ultimately, it, it comes down to the cost. I mean, it was so expensive for a really a three day, three hour tour. But but it really it was it was so expensive for what it was. I just I really couldn't justify it. Um, listen, everybody that I've talked to has says this was an incredible experience. The cast members were second to none on this. They did a phenomenal job, you know, playing the roles that they had. But. Uh, yeah, it just it, it wasn't making any money. It was it was a little too ambitious, maybe a little too ahead of its time. No word yet on what Disney is going to do with this. Although uh, Josh Demaro did say that uh, that Disney is going to do something with this property. So here's what I'd like to see Disney do: one, the uh, the last cruise will uh, will take off, set sail, or take flight at the end of September 2023. Uh, there's no plan to reopen as the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. In my opinion, I think Disney needs to utilize this space in this area as an extension to Galaxy's Edge. When, If you remember when Galaxy's Edge was announced, it was going to be a living land. Characters walking all over, paid actors. I think Disney needs to shell the money out, pay the actors. This should be an experience 
that either guests could pay an upcharge to go to, just a slight upcharge from what they were, you know, you'd pay for a park ticket. It could be a signature dining experience in Galaxy's Edge. They do have a restaurant in the Star Cruiser. It could be a signature lounge if you think about nomads or you yeah, think about Tom Tom, the problem with that is that it is it's not close to Hollywood Studios. Like in order to get there, you would have to put guests on you know, they had the shuttle buses that they ran that were themed like like spaceships, like ex- excursion vessels. Yeah. They would have to they would have to bus guests over here because it's it's not really close enough to walk. That's why it's it's just a slight upcharge. I mean, I think you you slight upcharge and you get. I mean, what what's the place at Animal Kingdom that you get you get bust over to? That's Rafiki's true. Planet uh, Watch or whatever. Rafiki's it's Planet Watch. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, they do it there. Not not many people go, but they do it there. True. True. So I don't I don't want to see it go to waste. As we're talking, I'm I'm pulling up pictures of it and. Uh, full disclosure: We never, we were never able to set sail, as Pete mentioned. But if I had un- an unlimited budget, I probably would have done it. Speaking of unlimited budgets, and I'm, I'm like, this is pie in the sky right now. But like, I'm seriously considering a VIP tour for our for our next trip. It's, it's <laughs> going to be need, my, it's going to be my wife. Friends. Well, no, it's going to be my wife and kids and I, and I like. Hope. I really, I really think it might be worth it. All right, so let let's um, what I'm, I'm trying to pull some news that I want to I want to cover and I can't find it. Um, so the other thing I was going to mention is um, Journey of Water has started uh, has started cast member previews. I think right. Um, I don't know when you drive around it. it lo- when you dr- ride the monorail around it, it looks done. I'm so out of practice. I usually would have all this stuff pulled up already, but yeah. Here we so, go. so I'm, I've got it pulled up. So, cast member previews started July 25th. Uh, they're expected to run through August 19th. So, I'm, I'm I imagine that uh, DVC or not DVC uh, annual passholder previews will start. It will and DVC too, probably probably will start. You know, really soon after the 18th. I I can see this being open September 1st. Maybe middle of September. I would be elated if it's open when I'm there late October. Um, a couple things just from a refurbishment standpoint. Uh, Pete mentioned Haunted Mansion. I think it's routine maintenance. It was supposed to reopen two days ago. I'd assume it's open. I haven't checked. Um, Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. It final, It closes September 30th. Voyage of the Little Mermaid still something that stands out there that's probably not coming back. Um, what else do we have? Disney's Enchantment closed in April of this year. Uh, Splash, Splash Mountain is closed, obviously. Yeah, Disney's Enchantment obviously being the um the show uh there at the end. Splash Mountain permanently closed. If you've seen images of it, it's kind of sad. Uh, it's sad. I will be sure to make my way back there. I don't know when Tiana's is set to open. Um, I, I don't think they've announced anything at this point. Yeah, but they're doing a lot of work. Uh, let's see. The railroad's back open. I don't know if we mentioned that uh, from our last podcast. My internet's running slow, so I'm not able to pull up any more news. But, uh, yeah, a lot going on, always going on at Disney World. And uh, we're, I guess we're here to talk about what the heck's going on with uh, with Pete's last couple trips. And then we've got, we both have trips coming up to uh, 
to the happiest place on earth or the uh, I always get them mixed up. Disneyland has one slogan. The most ma- most the most magical place on earth. So let's let's talk really quick about our last trip, uh, which was in October of last year. Um, it w- it was a whirlwind. Like we went places we didn't expect to go. I'm trying to I'm trying to think back on that trip. So so we we got there. the The first day we had planned as a non park day. Okay, um, yeah, I know the trip you're referring to. We went we went and played uh, miniature golf at uh, Fantasia Gardens, which which was a blast. By the way, like there were three of us playing, and it was a death match. I mean, it was a really challenging course. Um, we were all playing really really well. I, I highly, highly recommend if you've got some time out from the parks or, or if you're looking for something to do, go play golf here. Like we had a really fantastic time, like a lot better time than I thought we were going to have. Yes. Yeah, um, so this day is kind of funny. Um, we actually started at lunch. We went to Chef Art Smith. Uh, and then we did Fantasia Golf. We popped into the Swan Reserve, called an Uber there, got some AC. But we um we then where did we make our way from there? Was that straight to Trader Sam's? Yeah, after golf we went straight to Trader Sam. Well, no, we ate, we ate lunch at the uh, G Flow, I think, didn't we? I think you're right. Ate lunch at the G Flow. No, 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 to- no, 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 no. We ate lunch at um Chef Art Smith's. Remember? No, we did. We, we did. Today. Started at Chef Art Smith's. Went to Fantasia Gardens. I think we went straight to Trader Sam's from there. Uh, I, I think we had full intentions of eating at Ohana, but but ended up snagging a Topolino's Terrace reservation for that night. And uh, after Topolino's Terrace, we actually, we met up with a cast member who got us into Magic Kingdom. We ended up staying at Magic Kingdom until like 1 a.m. There there was a uh, DVC deluxe after hours event. So we ended up staying at Magic Kingdom until like 1 a.m. that that morning. Yeah, it was kind of nuts because uh, we were with, we were with one of our other buddies and, Man, it was raining. He, uh, we had kind of rushed through Topolino's, which was not the intention at all. It was supposed to be a laid back day. I, I, I bought, actually, I bought a bottle of champagne. You bought a bottle of champagne. I did not. Um, well, my buddy who was with us, he, uh, I don't think he wanted to leave Trader Sam's, but we we had to we had to peel him out of Trader Sam's. Went to Topolino's, rushed through that, and so I look up all of a sudden. We're with a group of five, and I look up, and it's just it's just me and Pete. And uh, we said, all right, well, let's do this thing. We rode everything in Magic Kingdom with the exception of Splash Mountain because it was closed. It was closed, yeah. The only thing we waited for was our last ride of the night. That was Seven Dwarfs. And then we walked back to the Contemporary, got an Uber, and went back to uh, went back to the Disney Springs area we were staying. Yeah. Next day, I think we did Animal Kingdom first. We, we rope dropped Animal Kingdom. <laughs> we did. Uh, went from there to... Epcot actually and rode Guardians. No, I'm we, sorry, we did not. Yeah. We rode to Hollywood Studios and we rode uh, Rise. Rise, yeah. We, yeah, we got we a did. we got fast passes somehow to Rise of the Resistance. Yeah, we had an issue on Flight of Passage, so they scanned us out, and they told us then. We told them we're hey we're park hopping, and they said this is good for Rise. Pete and I look in the app, and it's absolutely not good for Rise. So we had to go to guest services, explain the situation. They couldn't have been more than more helpful. They scanned us on for Rise, and uh, 
Yeah, we had a day. Did we end that day in Hollywood or did we then park hop to Epcot? We then parked hop to Epcot because I think uh, we had dinner that night somewhere. No, that was that that wasn't beer garden night. No, beer garden was the next night. I don't I don't remember what we did in Epcot. I think we just did food and wine that night. We did we did a taste of food and wine. Speaking taste. of festivals, food and wine's also rolling right now. Food and wine is rolling. Uh the next day, which was Friday, we started at Hollywood Studios. We again did Rise. Yep. And then and then Park Hop back to Epcot, did did some more uh did did another taste of food and wine and then had dinner at Beer Garden that night. And uh Tom, I, I don't think you enjoyed Beer Garden that much. I despise Beer Garden. I will was, never eat there again. Was it that your first sick. time? Was that your first no, time? No, I'd been. No, I'd been as a kid. I actually asked my mom this, and she said I hated it as a kid, too, so some things never change. I despise Beer Garden. I had a blast in Epcot that that, that afternoon, but um, I wish I would have skipped Beer Garden and let you guys go enjoy a dinner, because I, I could have entertained myself. It was food and wine. There's plenty of good food for me to get. You were you were a little rough the next morning because of Beer Garden, I think. I, I, I think... Uh... I think the next morning is putting it lightly. I was rough through two, three o'clock the next day. Yeah, yeah, wasn't a good I was time. Sick. Yeah, wasn't I was a good sick. time. So, I mean, that was our last trip in a nutshell. But, but since then, I also went to Disneyland. Well, let's go back to that last trip real quick. Guardians is unbelievable. Oh yeah, yeah, we did. We did ride ride Guardians. Uh, I think we rode it twice, right? <laughs> Way more than twice. We rode it at least three times, maybe four. So here, and, and I'll give you the the secret. Here's what we did: we bought lightning lanes, and we and we dropped on the virtual queue, and got yeah. it. You know, we wrote we were riding it the day we went to Epcot for the full day. We did we did it twice. We did it once like midday, and once after uh, after partaking in all the World Showcase has to offer. Guardians is phenomenal. It it really is phenomenal, and it's a roller coaster. If you're not into roller coasters, it, it's it's not really like a like like if you think about it, it's it's not really like a rock and roller coaster roller coaster, right? But it's it's a little intense. I mean, it's definitely not not great for like small children, but like just really 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 good. It's um, it's hard for me to say it's the best attraction at Disney World because I'm a huge fan of Flight of Passage and I'm a huge fan of Rise of Resistance. I'm a huge fan of Slinky Dog. I mean, there's a couple that stick out to me. It's the best roller coaster at Disney World. Yeah, I agree. I agree. If you've um, so uh, without giving away any spoilers, if you've ridden Hagrid's, there's a wow factor that comes with riding Hagrid's. I think that same wow factor exists with riding um, Guardians. I mean, it's it's called Cosmic Rewind. So, like, immediately off the bat, you think Rewind, you're going backwards, right? And but that's not even what that's not even what I'm talking. It's not what I'm referring to. I just think the music, the the way the uh, attraction operates, it being indoors, it, it's, it's so good. It's kind of a combination of what's the roller coaster with the uh, with the soundtrack at Universal. That is Rip Ride Rip Rocket. Ride, Rip Ride Rocket. So it's it's kind of a combination of that and Hagrid's and Rock and Roller Coaster. It, it's um, so my wife has not ridden it. We are unbelievably excited to go back in October because she has not even watched a spoiler on it. She has no idea what to expect. I'm excited for that. It's it's a really good ride. 
Yep. And I think the other things that stood out, I mean, we um we probably didn't give Ratatouille or Remy's Ratatouille its fair shake. That's a really good attraction. Uh, big, big on it for families. If, if you're a family listening to this podcast, I think the kids would love it. I know the first time I wrote it, I was not super impressed, but I don't know what got into me. I, maybe I was in a bad mood because it's it's quietly becoming one of my favorite attractions at Epcot, but also at all in all of Disney World. Really good attraction. I enjoyed it a lot in Paris when I went. I mean, same same exact attraction. Uh, there's um there's a lot of stuff I just didn't notice the first time, and now that I've ridden it four, five, six times. Uh, I mean, we, we've, you know, did our, our fast pass genie plus thing for that one too. That was one of the first things we did in the morning, actually. It was. Yeah. We might've done, we did it twice that day. Actually, we, when we, we, we rope dropped an international gateway and then we wrote it when the whole group got there that afternoon. We did. Yep. Um, trying to think of anything else. We did not do animal kingdom. Oh, we, no, we did. did we did kingdom. briefly. Yeah. We, I mean, we wrote everything in animal kingdom. We did. Yeah. We wrote everything. Did we do Kilimanjaro? Uh, we did. Not due to Kilimanjaro, we we ate at Satuli instead because Kilimanjaro, if you remember, had just an astronomical wait. Yep, like eighty, ninety plus minutes. Yeah, it was it was out of the queue. Yeah, it was all the way like backed up. That's right. That's right. It was, but we we did everything else. I mean, with the exception of the shows, I don't know that we. we yeah, we did do uh, Bugs Life. We did Bugs Life, but we didn't do Lion King. Nemo wasn't open. We did Expedition Everest. We did Dinosaur. We did Navi River. We did Flight of Passage. Yep. We did... I don't remember if we played any carnival games or not over there by Dinosaur. It was, it was closed, I think. Okay. Yeah, Epcot... I mean, um, Animal Kingdom was kind of a blur. Like, we were in and out. And the plan was to park off that day, so... It, yeah, we we accomplished the plan, but yeah, it was a great trip. And and if you remember, I think we left Animal Kingdom early. Uh, I think we actually got into Hollywood Studios that day about one o'clock. I think they let us in. Yeah, yeah, Disney. Uh, we had a good time, but I did. I do rem- re- remember all of us leaving, saying, "Man, we're we're going to give Disney a break." We've had a ton of fun at Universal the last few times, and I think we just were Disneyed out and. Here we are. Um, that takes us, to Pete. You uh, you went across the country. You went to the other coast. We did. So my wife and I celebrated our anniversary, and it, it was funny. She really wanted to see the Grand Canyon. I really wanted to go to Disneyland. So we did both. And yeah, talk um, like a high level, not not so much a trip recap, but just your high level thoughts on Disneyland. Maybe a couple things that stood out to you. I'm, I'm going to be honest, Tom. Like so, so we stayed at the. Uh, not the Grand California. We stayed at the Disneyland Hotel, which is, uh, I guess you would you would consider it a moderate hotel at Disney World. Uh, it's about a ten minute walk to the parks through Downtown Disney. Um, and if, and if you've been to Disneyland before, you know that the the two parks are directly across the a plaza from each other. So Disneyland is a lot is a lot different than than Disney World, but. We had a really good time. I would say that, and I, and I think I said this coming off of the trip, Disneyland is what Disney World is striving to be. Um, and, and I mean that, you know, the the characters, characters were out walking around. Like they had little events happening. So there'd be a, a marching band walking down Main Street. There would be just stuff happening. Stuff that we don't, we don't see it at Disney World necessarily. Um 
it, it, it was great to, so we, we bought Genie Plus during our trip. And, and honestly, my wife and I were able to ride almost everything. And we, we were there in the parks for two full days. So we got there on, I think, a Wednesday night. We were in the parks all day, Thursday and Friday. Thursday, we did pretty much everything at both parks, with the exception of Radiator Springs Racers, just because it had such a long line. But um, yeah, I don't know. It just, it just feels more... Authentic? Not, not authentic. It just feels more compact and more... And, and it is more compact. I mean, Disneyland park is a is a very small park it it feels the same as magic kingdom but it's just everything's closer and and i I was worried i was going to step on the castle (laughs) yeah i was going to say can you can you share your comments when you walked in about the castle so as um our longtime listeners would know i've also been to disneyland it was um man december of 2021 i think we were there had a blast uh, had pretty low expectations overall because I grew up going to Disney World. To me, Disney World's bigger, better, more rides. But holy smokes, do I love Disneyland. I, we haven't feasibly figured out a way to make it work to go back yet, but I do want to go back, and we will one day. I I, I, love, mean, I, was I love being able to... Whole- yeah, no, I love being able to pop out of the parks, go to downtown Disney because it's right there, get lunch, and then go back into the parks. What, um, so like we've, we've had this debate before. We maybe even had an an episode written up on this or we did the episode, but I'm going to ask just a couple quick fire questions. Radiator Springs racers or test track? Radiator Springs racers, a hundred percent. Although I bought an individual lightning lane for that. We rode it first thing in the morning and we screwed up. Like I assumed a lot more was going to be open at, at that, at California adventure because, because we got it an hour early staying at a Disney resort. I assumed a lot more was going to be open. We should have gone straight to Radiator Springs Racers because the wait, even even during the early entry, got up to like 65 minutes. So we went there, we checked out the line. We were like, well, let's go ahead and use this individual lightning lane now. We rode it the first time. None of the, uh, the animatronics, none of the cars were talking. We couldn't hear any audio at all. So we ended up riding it a second time with, with, all, the, with all the cars talking a little bit later. But yeah, Radiator Springs Racers, one hundred percent. Um, and and uh, when you got an hour early or thirty minutes early, maybe it was thirty minutes early. I think it was thirty minutes. I think I you, think you're right. It was thirty minutes early. All right, so you did Radiator. So you like Radiator Springs over Test Track, um, Tower of Terror, or Mission I, I was, Breakout. So I rode Mission Breakout like four times. I, I think that look, I okay. And and you get into the semantics here of of worlds Tower of Terror versus Disneyland's Tower of Terror or Guardians as it is now. Disney World's is better because, like, so the Disneyland version of Tower of Terror is the same as as at Paris. There's no like ride actually. You get in the ride vehicle. You're in the shaft for the whole time. Right. Whereas Disney World, you go forward through the attraction, then it deposits you in the shaft where you go up and down. Correct. Yep. I, I'm like, and I think I texted you after I rode Guardians that Tower Terror is better. 
we'll have to agree to disagree. Now, I only I only rode Mission Breakout once. I was at Disneyland for one day. I do wish we would have done two days. Uh, but those were definitely two questions I wanted to fire your way. While we're in that area of Disneyland, I know you want to talk about yeah, Avengers Campus or or whatever it is. The the kitchen. I thought you were going to talk about the kitchen. Oh you went well, to. so part of Avengers Campus, yeah, Pim's Test Kitchen. But but I will say here's what I found. Oh, I think Siri, Siri found something. Siri for found something for me. So you were really hard on web slingers. Oh, I think it's terrible. Yeah, my, yeah my, I'll stand my by wife, that. My wife and I rode web slingers like four times while we were there. I love web slingers. Web slingers is a better Toy Story Midway Mania. Were you and your wife on your side with other families or just you and your wife? Uh, most of the time it was just us. There, two, uh, Well, most of the time. I'd say two out of the four rides we had other people with us. Uh, the other two we were by ourselves. Yeah, I, I don't like web slingers. I'll stand by that. Because I'm going to be stubborn on that topic, I'm just going to, I'm not, you're not going to convince me otherwise. Matter of fact, if I go back to Disneyland, I'm not going to do Web Slingers. It's a good ride. Um, But, but yeah, we did, we ate lunch at Pim's Test Kitchen. We got a lot of drinks from the uh, Pim's Test Lab, which is right next door to Pim's Test Kitchen. The, The food at Pim Test Kitchen was really, really good. Like, surprisingly good. Um, much like the Ronto Roaster at uh, at Galaxy's Edge. We, In Hollywood Studios. Well, Hollywood Studios or Disneyland. Well, Disneyland's Ronto Roaster, they stop serving at like 2 o'clock, so you never get to it. They do. And actually, fun fun fact, we went to Galaxy's Edge in, Disney, in Disneyland, and I tried to get a Ronto Roaster at like, I don't know, 9.30 a.m. Or a Ronto Wrap at 9.30 a.m. They only have the breakfast wrap until 10.30. And I was like, there's no way I'm getting this. <laughs> funny funny story on top of that. When we, I did a Hollywood Studios trip once with, um, with my family. And we went to Ronto Roasters after a, a morning in Galaxy's Edge. Everyone got the breakfast Ronto wrap. But I, I, knew, I knew better. I got the standard one, right? The one we always get at, what, 9.30, 10 a.m.? Yeah. The breakfast one's not very good. Just newsflash. Always get the standard Ronto wrap any time of day you go there at Disney World. No, absolutely. And so, but anyway, Pim Pim Test Kitchen was definitely a highlight. Probably the the best quick service we ate while we were there. Uh, the food was the food was really good. We didn't have trouble finding seats. Now, Avengers Campus has been open there for what two years now. Yeah, it opened. Um... Man, I I would guess off the top of my head, October November of twenty twenty one. I can I'll double check now. So it's so it's been almost two years at this point, and so it wasn't like nearly as crowded as it was when it when it first opened. But we were able to get food. We were able to get a seat. Uh, the again the food was the food was really good. I I had a a chicken sandwich that this piece of chicken was the biggest piece of chicken I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, it had some slaw on it that really it really made the uh, really made the meal. I thought uh, it was fake when he sent me a picture of it. I, I thought he was joking. I thought he had like edited the picture to enlarge the chicken and shrink the bun, but it was legit. It was it was legit. And then the uh, test lab, which is right next door, I had several drinks from the test lab. <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't meet one that I didn't uh, didn't enjoy. They had a uh, an espresso martini there that I think I got three of while we were there. 
that uh, that was really good. They had a a, a beer cocktail uh, with Elysium Space Dust that was actually really really good too. Did you do um? Well, one just a correction. June of 2021 is when Avengers Campus opened. I must have been thinking November because I went out there. Maybe I was there in November, not December. But anyway, um, did you do Ogus? We did. So Galaxy's Edge is exactly the same. Ogus is exactly the same. I had a Jet Juice and the Fuzzy Tauntaun, and I am pleased to announce that the Buzz Foam is back. It was buzzing. Okay, it was buzzing. buzzing. Yeah. Good. Um, Buzz Foam's back in Disney World, too. Uh, Not when I was there, but my brother-in-law went and confirmed that it was buzzing. The Ogus is exactly the same. Like, literally. I mean, Galaxy's Edge in general is identical. We rode Rise. We rode Smuggler's Run. They are identical to Disney World. I mean, the whole land is identical. Did you, um, you, well, you told me this, but I, I want you to tell the listeners if we still have any out there. Wasn't it even identical to the point of like the, the animatronics or the ride features that don't, that aren't turned on at yeah. Disney World also aren't turned on at Disneyland? Yeah. So, you know, we rode Rise and there's a, there's a scene in there where, the cannons are firing at at the uh, resistance ships, and at Disney World, those are, those have been turned off for a while now. They don't move back and forth. Same exact thing at at, at Disneyland. They they don't move back and forth. Talk um talk about your. I think your underrated favorite attraction was actually at Pixar Pier. Yeah, um, Incredicoaster is is incredible. I, I love Incredicoaster, although I did get stuck on it uh, for for about 15 minutes. Um, yeah, I rode Incredicoaster several times and, and just a great roller coaster. Several launches. Um, it's long, too. It's it's a really long ride. Really, really enjoyed uh, Incredicoaster. Now, um, you I know you rode it a ton. Did your wife ride it every time with you? She did not ride it at all. Oh, she didn't do it at all. Okay, yeah. She didn't so- do it at all. She's not a she's not a roller coaster fan. So she didn't do space with me. She did not do Incredicoaster with me. I did the Matterhorn bobsleds by myself. We actually were in line. She was gonna do the Matterhorn bobsleds, which is really, really tame. Um I It's awesome. I know you didn't li- love it, but well, I loved it. Here's here's the thing. Like I remember riding the, the Matterhorn bobsleds as a as a child. So I probably would have been like six or seven. And it being like a little intimidating, it's it's not intimidating at all. But we were we were in line for that, and the ride actually broke down. But you did get to you got to ro- ride it at some point. I did, yes. Okay, yeah. So Matterhorn was a highlight for me. I loved it. I know you were mixed reviews based on your previous time at Disneyland. Space Mountain was a was a huge favorite of mine, uh, uh, mainly because it was indoors and it was freezing when I was at Disneyland, and I was too stubborn to buy a sweatshirt or a hoodie. Yeah, it just and it wasn't that different than Disney Disney World's. I like sitting next to my wife versus the. I, I'm a taller guy, yeah, and so like the legroom situation's a lot better. It is, it is. But I also uh, I don't know if it was me or if it was the group I was in. So Space Mountain, uh, kind of similar to Matterhorn, not from the layout, but in the way like the weight needs to be be distributed correctly. So like we we got maybe it wasn't me problem now I think about it we got taken off the track at Matterhorn and then we had to get reshuffled and then put back on the track and then at Space Mountain they made me get out of the uh, out of the back seat and put smaller people in that one and then put me in a different one me my wife and I uh, and I I don't think I'm this 
gigantic, gigantic person. But anyway, I liked Space Mountain a lot too. I had the Hollywood, I had the uh, holiday overlay when I went. Oh, we did not, we did not have that. I mean, we were in July, obviously. So, but, but one of the things that really impressed me about Disneyland was, was the food. We, we ate dinner at Blue Bayou the first night, which is uh, at Pirates of the Caribbean. So, um, Disneyland's Pirates of the Caribbean is a little bit different than than Disney World's. It's, it's significantly longer, and so the f- first portion of the ride, you're kind of going through the bayou, and as as part of that, you go through the restaurant. Um, so we you know we sat kind of near where the uh, where the pirates boats were going through. Food was really good. Service was really good, um, but really the highlight of the food for us was uh, was it Napa Rose over at the Grand Californian? I'm going to go ahead and say it was the most expensive meal that I've ever had in my entire life. Um but but we got they had a chef's tasting menu with a wine pairing. We both got that. I actually had a cocktail before the uh before the meal started. I mean I I spent $500 here. You did not tell me that. Yeah, it, you I, might as well I, go to Victorian Alberts. I spent I spent five hundred dollars here. Um, it but but again it was a similar experience. We were celebrating our anniversary. Uh, Disney brought out like desserts that said "Happy Anniversary" on them for us. But yeah, it was it was every bit of uh, it was every bit of five hundred dollars. Well, aside from dropping, you know, five hundred dollars on dinners and eating eating good in the neighborhood. Anything else from Disneyland you want to highlight? Yeah, uh, the the Disneyland Hotel. So we were initially gonna gonna stay at Paradise Pier, which is a little bit further away. I ended up spending a couple hundred dollars more to stay at the Disneyland Hotel. Um, it it was worth it. I I love the Disneyland Hotel, and part of the reason for that is because we walked out. So there's several towers at at the Disneyland Hotel. We literally walked out of our tower and Trader Sam's was right there. Um, my wife and I actually, the night we flew in, which was Wednesday night, we we landed, we got to the hotel. It was about 10 o'clock. I had a 1030 reservation at Trader Sam's. Uh, we walked in, we got a couple of drinks. Uh, the wings at Trader Sam's at Disneyland are absolutely incredible. Uh, very different atmosphere at Trader Sam's at Disneyland than, than it was than, than it is in 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 uh, Orlando, uh, the the cast members don't seem to get nearly as into it. They still do some of the fun gags and you know spray water on you that kind of stuff, but very different vibe than uh, than in Orlando. But but we went to Trader Sam's three times on our trip, uh, and Trader Sam's was close enough, and it never had a wait. I mean, it was like so when we were walking back from the parks. As soon as I got close enough, I put our name on the wait list for Trader Sam's. And when we got back to the hotel, we pretty much were able to walk right up and, and get seated. So that's that's a lot different than in Orlando. Um, same drinks. Didn't buy a mug. But um, but good experience overall at, uh, at Trader Sam's. And Tom, I see you're drinking out of your Trader Sam's drink right now. Or yeah, I've got Trader a Trader Sam's. Trader Sam's mug that I accidentally purchased in Disneyland. I, I don't regret it. Um, the other thing I was going to say is that the I had a breakfast burrito at the restaurant right next to Trader Sam's at Disneyland. Holy moly. 
It was, it was it good. Was, it was like rice and some kind of meat and egg. Yeah, it was it was the best quick service I've had. I mean, put Satuli Canteen to shame. No way. Yeah, my wife had this uh, Japanese pancake. I mean, the food was unbelievable. So you uh you you sound like a Disneyland guy now. Why don't you just move out there? I'm gonna be honest. Like, if if we get a if we get another trip going, like I'm gonna push for Disneyland because I think we would have a phenomenal time there. We could go into the parks at rope drop. We could go into Disneyland Park at rope drop, be done with it by noon. Um, go to Disney Springs for a while. Go back to the hotel. Go to go to DCA. Like, I I love Disneyland. It was it was great. Indiana Jones or Dinosaur? Uh, Indiana Jones, 100%. We rode that a couple of times, <laughs> yeah. too. Really good ride. Uh, rode Mr. Toad, which my wife had never been on before. Uh, miss miss Mr. Toad a lot. I think Mr. Toad is a better... But but those those Disney dark rides at Disneyland are showing their age. Showing their age and the seats are tiny. The seats are tiny. Like We have gotten a lot fatter as Americans, for sure. <laughs> we for sure have. Well, man, I... I know you had an awesome time at Disneyland. So much fun that you're now booked at Disney World, taking the family. Yeah, so um, you know, I had a, I had a cruise booked, and and part of the reason for this, we we went. So I went on my first cruise ever last January, I think December, January, something like that. Liked it a lot. It was it was the most relaxing vacation I ever had. Um, we went on Norwegian. They did a phenomenal job, but I wanted to see what Disney cruises were all about. So we booked a Disney cruise for January of this upcoming year. And I figured, hey, we're going to be in Orlando. Why don't we go down a couple days early and spend a couple days in the park? So I've not booked anything right now. You know, we're still, what, six, seven months out from the trip at this point. So not really a whole lot to do, but I did book a room. Uh, we are staying at the Grand Floridian in a uh, in a one bedroom DVC room. Really looking forward to seeing. Have, have you seen the new uh, Grand, Grand Floridian rooms where they've refurbished them? I have. I just um, for our trip, we didn't want to stay there because of all the construction going on around there. And I, and I get that. You know, I was really big on my my two choices were either Bay Lake or or the G flow just from a logistical standpoint of being able to walk to magic kingdom. But the advantage that the G flow has over Bay Lake is that uh, where the DVC rooms are at grand Floridian, you can, you can walk and be at Trader Sam's in less than 10 minutes. That's nice. There's no doubt about that. That's uh, I'll have to monorail over to Trader Sam's. But that's uh, that's a that's a, a good sailing perk because I'm going to be eating at uh, Grand Floridian Cafe, uh, and then I'll make that walk myself. But yeah, but I mean, I'm still debating. So we're there for three days. We get there on a Monday night. We're there Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and then we get on the ship on Friday. I know we're going to do two days in the parks for for sure. I'm just I'm torn right now between buying a two day and a three day path. Uh, park why why not just get a park hopper? Well, we're, I'm getting a park hopper. Um, we're not going to do Animal Kingdom. Like that's that's kind of out. Then I would just do um, I would just do a two day pass, and if you need to tack a third day on, do it while you're there. Yeah, yeah, and and we may. I think I think my plan is right now is to do 
Uh, Epcot and Magic Kingdom. Not sure of the order yet. Uh, we'll park hop over to Hollywood Studios at, at some point, and then and then spend a day just at Disney Springs at at the pool at Grand Floridian. I I have to have park hopper because I really want to take my kids to see Fantasmic. Yeah, we are not going to do Fantasmic, um, which you know hurts my heart a little bit. We've got some nighttime stuff we've got planned. We, but we I'm missed glad it for at, you. I mean, we missed it at Disneyland because it's closed at Disneyland right it's now. It's closed, yeah, yeah. So have to go see Fantasmic. Um, I'm actually planning on booking a Fantasmic dining package so that uh, we get tickets to Fantasmic, we get a meal out of it. But but that's really all I have planned right now. I mean, we may pop into Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique. Actually, I'm I'm pretty sure we will. I have two little princesses that will. Need a makeover. So, yeah. I, um, I'll be going just a few months before you, and I've got a running list on my phone right now of things I have to book. I'm just going to rattle these off for you and the listeners. So, we have um, Not So Scary Pit booked. We're going to stay at Bay Lake Tower. We're doing, uh, let's see, four nights at Bay Lake, maybe? I think that makes sense. One, two, three. Yeah, four nights at Bay Lake. Um... Going to do Epcot on a weekday. We think that'll be a little bit it's a easier. Really good, with... That's a really good call. The only thing that, that concerns me is we are doing it on October 31st. But maybe everyone will be sucked into Magic Kingdom. I don't know. We'll see. But the list of here the list of things I think I'm going to be able to book. California Grill for dinner. A Chef Mickey or a Chef Art Smith lunch. The Grand Floridian Cafe for lunch. We're going to do Trader Sam's at least one day, a Topolino's dinner, a Boma dinner, and multiple Oga's Cantina visits. And I will say, if if you're going to do Topolino's and you want characters, the Topolino's breakfast or brunch is awesome. I took right, my daughter. Me, I took my daughter last time. All right, let me ask you. So I would say, like, we're not huge into the character thing, but we were thinking Chef Mickey because we're staying at Bay Lake. And, and I did it as a kid. My wife and I were thinking about going to eat there, just us. But Chef Mickey's a buffet. From what I read, Topolino's is not. Topolino's is not a buffet. The food at Topolino's is a lot better than what you'll get at Chef Mickey's. But do you still pay a flat rate or do you no. buy off the menu? No, you buy off the menu. Um, so it's it was- not like a prefixed breakfast. No, it's not. And I, I went with my daughter and uh, my my wife and another guy, and we probably spent $130, $140, something like that on breakfast. Well, it was brunch because it was at 1 o'clock. Yeah, I mean, Chef Mickey's for, for my wife and I would probably be every bit of 110 I think. I think it's 55 for adults. But I don't know. Because of it wasn't a buffet and because it wasn't a prefix menu, I got kind of turned off because I'm not a huge – Breakfast and I and I'm going at lunch. Like I'm for sure going for a lunch meal. Yeah, no, I mean I got. I think I got Benedict eggs Benedict. I think the other guy that was with us got steak and eggs. Um, okay. It, I mean it was good food. The the food was really good and and it's Topolino's Terrace, right? But so, we're and we're doing that for. But we're definitely going to do as long as we can get it a Topolino's dinner. Yeah. So if we're already going there once, that's kind of why I was like. So and here's the, here's the challenge, uh, listeners. Maybe shoot us a note and, to, and let me know what to do. We are definitely going to go to Disney Springs in the morning to do um, Gideon's. 
That's why we were thinking maybe Chef Art Smith for lunch, but that's a heavy lunch. So, uh, well, so is Topolino's. It's well, so so it was either Chef Art Smith or Chef Mickey in our head because we're actually doing Topolino's that night. And the only well, thing you the only thing you miss doing Topolino's at night is is obviously there's no characters there at night. Yeah, we're going with another couple, and we recommended Topolino's to them for dinner. They loved it. My only fear is. Is we've also talked about how good California Grill was when we went. I think Topolino's is far and away better. I agree. But now California Grill's on their radar, and I don't want them to be disappointed if we were, if we're going to do both. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I understand. Um, but yeah, that's the list of stuff I need to I need to set a reservation for when we get to the sixty day mark. It's coming up and, soon, and we're doing not so scary. I have a park hopper. I guess my wife and I both have a park hopper. We're going to do Hollywood Studios. And then maybe park hop to Magic Kingdom since we're staying right by it. And then we're doing a full day in Epcot for food and wine. Maybe maybe we park hop to Epcot. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see where the we'll see where the wind takes us that day. It, there, there's something to be said for staying at those resorts at, at those monorail loop resorts. And and we're, I know that we've ta- yep. we've talked about this a lot, but you know I was perfectly okay. Last time I took my kid, we stayed at Animal Kingdom Lodge. I, I loved Animal Kingdom Lodge. Um, and we stayed at, uh, what, are the, what are the two there? There's Jumbo House and there's... Um, if you hadn't asked me, I would, I would rattle it right off. Hold on. Don't Google it. Don't Google it. Let's, let's real time here figure this out. There's, it's, it's Jumbo House and then there's the other one. And I don't Kidani. remember what it's called. Kidani, Kidani Village. So yep. we stayed at Kidani Village. Uh, with the Savannah view. And I mean, for, for lack of a better word, it, it was magical. Like, I mean, we had a studio, so we were all in one room, but like you woke up and you walked out on your porch and I mean, there's a giraffe eating, eating grass or eating a tree, like right outside your window. So it was great. My only problem with that is that Animal Kingdom Lodge is so far away from everything else. You have to get up so early to get anywhere. Like, Getting to Magic Kingdom, you still have to go, you know, if you Uber, you still have to go through Ticket and Transportation Center. So that's why for this trip, I was so intent that we were going to get one of those monorail loop properties. Just to, because we're going to, let's be honest, we're going to spend most of our time at Epcot and really Magic Kingdom is going to be where we spend most of our time. And being able to walk, you know, the walk from the Grand Floridian is is great. The walk from Bay Lake Tower is great. I mean, Polynesian's not as great, but it's still right there. But but that was that was kind of my deciding factor in. Yeah, Animal Kingdom Animal Kingdom Lodge is is significantly cheaper, but like we're right there with with uh, with with G Flow. I think you ruined me on this whole hotel thing. I used to be content with staying at a Hilton in Disney Springs. Or and or a va- or a value resort, right? I mean, yeah, like Pop like Century. We were, we were really big on we were really big on Pop Century. We loved I'm, Coronado. That's not Cor- that's not Cor- a value, but yeah, Coronado was great. Like even the All Stars. Like I didn't have a problem with the All Stars, but after staying at Bay Lake Tower and having that experience, like I've never been able to look back since then. We also have a two bedroom again. We have a Lakeview two bedroom. There, I'm actually, while Pete was talking, I was scrolling 
to see the evening extra hours, see if they have the dates released yet. They don't for my trip, but um, I really like being able to walk back to the hotel room. And if you're a listener, man, if you can, if you can, uh, even even if you have to shorten your trip but pay a little bit more, and you've got kids, I would assume with kids it's super convenient. I know as an adult it is super convenient. Pete, you've done it with kids, so you know. That it, yeah. it would be nice. Yeah, I mean, I, and and the problem we had was that my kid was asleep. You know, by the time we got in the Uber and got back to Animal Kingdom Lodge, because it's twenty minutes from anywhere, and and we did not use minivans. I don't think they had minivans available at that point, so we weren't taking like the back roads or anything like that. But you know, maybe that's an option too. Is now yeah. the minivans are back. You know, you you may be able to shorten that uh, that transit time a little bit. Well, aside from us both going to Disney, I mean, we're we're pushing an hour now, which I'm I'm enjoying the conversation. But what um, what do you think? That, I mean, from a, the state of Disney, we haven't ridden Tron yet. Obviously, that's the newest attraction there. Universal's got some big, some epic news coming uh, with with a new clever, gate. Clever. Yeah, thank you, thank you. I, I thought of that on the fly. Um, what what do you think of the state of Disney? Well. It it looks like the post COVID boom is over at Disney. If 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 you've been keeping up with wait times and looking at park reservations, like you notice that nothing's sold out. Whereas, you know, two years ago, if you if you were planning on going to Disney World, if you weren't if you weren't planning your park reservation, I think you could plan it 180 days out. Like if you weren't getting a park reservation there, there was a big chance that you were not going to get the parks that you wanted. I know that when my wife and daughter and I went, we were not able to get a Hollywood Studios park reservation because it was it was booked. You're not seeing that anymore. You're not seeing wait times get to near where they were, you know, 2000, 2001, even early 2002. Like you're just not seeing that anymore. And so Disney, I think, is recognizing this. They've... They've stepped up. They've introduced a new, um, I think it's $99 for Epcot and Hollywood Studios ticket. And it's two one-day tickets. You have to use them during a specific time period. But but it's $99 for two days, essentially. Uh, they're increasing the bounce-back offers that they're, they're offering people. So if you're staying, if you're going down to Disney World, like chances are you're going to get a bounce-back offer. Whereas we didn't see those at all before. So I think they're recognizing that Hey, attendance is falling off. This has been the slowest summer that I've seen in probably 10 years at, at Disney World. I believe it was the slowest July 4th on record. Um, I'm looking through. It's it's uh, almost 3 o'clock p.m. Saturday, August 12th. I'm looking at Epcot right now. Biggest wait time, 65 minutes. That's Frozen and Remy's. Test tracks at 60. Everything else is under 20 minutes. That includes yeah. Soren. That includes yeah. Spaceship Earth, Mission Space. I, I mean, you wouldn't you wouldn't see that two years ago, right? And it's a Saturday with food and wine open. I looked at Hollywood Studios a few minutes ago. Rise of Resistance was sixty five minutes at two two fifty on a Saturday. That's insane. I mean, we saw that ride get to two hundred and forty minutes. Um, Animal Kingdom, some of the uh, some of the same. A flight of Passage is one hundred and five minutes, but everything else is under fifty. Um, so yeah, I'm with you. I think that, um, man, I think there's a lot of people that listen to this podcast that are like you and I, who, uh, well, one, let me address the, uh, let me address the, the park availability. Disney loosened 
the reservations, right? So that that's why everyone can get in. They're, they're not at capacity right now. I don't even think they were at capacity on July 4th, but I'd have to go back and look. But I think there's a lot of people who ventured out of the Disney bubble when when everything was going on with COVID and pricing and Genie Plus. And they went to Universal and they loved it. And I think Disney's getting, I really believe Disney is getting hit hard by Universal. I think this new gate will likely continue to hit them hard. Um, man, Disney has made some some huge announcements at these D23 expos, but, but they nothing, haven't delivered. But, but nothing concrete, right? Like, it's always been, we plan to do this, we plan to do this, but well, let's they're not Moana. doing it. You talked about Moana earlier. Well, and that I was going to get there. The only thing that Disney has coming right now is Moana. Yep. Yeah, and that's that's a problem. I mean, Tron, I can, we started this podcast in... 2018, I think, somewhere around about 2018, maybe 2019. We were talking about Tron then, correct? And it took until 2023. The Moana, the Moana walkthrough attraction. Man, we were talking. We've been talking about that for years. Disney canceled. They canceled so much in Epcot. I can't. I don't even have time to list everything off. Well, and here's what, here's what that third gate, what Epic Universe does for Universal. So. We went and we did Universal and we spent one day there, right? And we rode pretty much every day. But we did pay for the We did. We did the but, Express Pass. But we spent one day there. We were able to pretty much knock everything out. Right? Three hundred and fifty bucks though. This third gate for Universal, like makes it a hey, we're gonna go to Universal for the week. Like it makes it a, it makes it more of a destination than a day trip. It makes it more uh, maybe not the week. But I think you stay a long weekend. Yeah. Yeah. We, we have people who listen to this podcast who are annual pass holders there now because they weren't feeling the Disney love. And they went to Universal much cheaper to get an annual pass. Hotel prices were low. And they love it. They, they haven't been back to Disney. So, man, I say all that. I'm going back to Disney, obviously. I love going to Disney World. But I think my eyes were open that there's more to do in Orlando than Disney World. Yeah, I, I agree. And that's a problem for Disney. Yeah. I mean, people like me, I'm, I have a, we, we have had, we're doing a Disney podcast. Like if we're, if we're talking about doing things outside of Disney on our podcast, there's hundreds of thousands of people that have elected to go try Universal and they loved it. Well, not only that, I mean, we're, you know, we, we plan Disney trips generally right like we plan to go to orlando to go to disney and we've mixed universal in twice now i mean two yeah. out of our last four trips we went to yeah, universal I, I really think that october trip had we not had one guy in particular who really wanted to do all four parks we would have mixed universal in again because we were talking about buying the express pass again yeah so it's it's i i think i think disney recognizes it they're obviously they're putting out these specials and and to be frank, that's why I have not bought tickets yet for January because I'm kind of hoping that they put some kind of special out and I can I can scoop up cheap tickets. Do you think um, by your January trip, you think fast passes are back in the form of what they were pre Genie Plus? No, I I think Genie Plus is here to stay. I, I think that's going to be a, a constantly evolving thing. Um, Genie Plus in Orlando is is necessary. I think. Agree. 
Yep. Um, Genie Plus at Disneyland, like, and, and and we talked about this. Like, I felt like I could have done both Disney parks in in California in one day with with Genie Plus. It it functions how you think an add on should function. Correct. It's it's not like everybody has it and you're fighting the crowds to get it. Whereas in Orlando, like it's you kind of expect that hey you're going to have to buy this. I, I don't I don't know. I mean they they've making strides to they've taken strides to get it back to where FastPass was. And and look, I'm going to be honest, I would be perfectly okay paying $15 per ticket per day for the old FastPass system. How, how much did you say? $15 per day. And I know it's up to 20 now and 25 it's in some cases. 20 yeah, t- depend so your Genie Plus is a sliding scale just like your daily ticket prices. So some days it's like 24, 25, 27. Some days it's what's the lowest? Maybe fifteen ninety nine, fifteen fifteen or eighteen or something like that. Yep. But but the system overall, like and 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 my biggest complaint about the system is that it's one and done, right? So you use it on an attraction, you can't you can't use it on that attraction again. And and that's my biggest complaint about the system. Whereas before with FastPass, hell, if we want to ride Space Mountain three times, we would just get three Space Mountain fast passes. Yeah, we were killing it. So that's my biggest complaint. I don't know. I think they're going to continue to um, make make changes to the Genie Plus system. They're they're going to continue to tweak it. I I don't see it going the way of Universal, where it's you know a hundred dollars and nobody buys it. But but I see them continuing to make tweaks to it. Maybe it gets more expensive. And I and I think at this point at Disney Disney World, it can get more expensive, and it can be kind of an because ex- right now it's just expected. I think if they push it to that exclusive range where it's forty or fifty dollars a day, maybe fewer people buy it, and it's more worthwhile at that point. I I think if you're going to go the paid route, I want to see it at sixty, eighty, a hundred bucks a day. And if you do that, you really limit the amount of people that are going to use it. Correct. But if I'm going to, but then I have the choice of I'm going to spend this and it's going to make a difference on my vacation. Correct. Whereas right now it's just, it's, it's an extra cost that you have to spend. If you, to me, if you ramp it up like that, your standby lines aren't going to be as bad. Yeah. They're, they're not. Cause you're not having to halt them all the es- time. Especially right now. Correct. With the crowd levels. Correct. Yeah. So, uh, but, but, but yeah, I, I agree. I, I think. You know, if if they want to, I, I don't think they would need to charge more than than sixty dollars a day per person to get it to that level. And I think, you, I think, do at you that tear point, that down with the amount of days you buy it for? I don't think so. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I I totally agree with you. I, like, I I think if you get it to that level, like fewer people are going to buy it. The standby lines aren't going to be as long. It's going to be exclusive, whereas whereas right now it's just. Oh, your ticket's one hundred and twenty dollars. No, really, it's one hundred and thirty-five because you have to buy Genie Plus. Correct. Yep. Plus tax. Yeah. Plus tax. Plus, plus tax, of course. The mouse. The mouse always gets his greedy little mouse. Um, one of the things we didn't talk about that I'm kind of excited about is uh, the the changes to the dining reservations that they've made. I'm on the website. You must be looking at my screen because I'm literally on the website. Because it shows you, it, it's starting to show you all times now. It shows you every time available instead of before. You would just get one or two times, and and I wish that I wish that Genie Plus would do the same thing. And I think maybe eventually they will. 
because there are some, I mean, there are times that you need to hit, right? If you have a dining reservation, if you have a show that you're going to go to, like you don't necessarily want to grab the next available Genie Plus time. You want to get a time that works for you. Whereas right now you're just like, oh, here's the next available time. I'm going to grab that. But what I will say, at, at, and I don't know if this is the case at, at Disney World because I've not been since they've changed Genie Plus, but at Disneyland, Disneyland's Genie Plus has become a lot more like the old FastPass system where let's say that I got a, you know, it's it's noon right now. Let's say I got a, a two o'clock Genie Plus. I would continue to go in the app and just hammer on that and, and hit change time. And eventually I would be able to get a closer time to, to what I really wanted. I don't How know if comfortable it's comfortable. Did you get navigating genie plus? Cause I, I was full I transparency. Was so, so comfortable. I'm not a genie plus. I'm but, not but, great at it, but they changed it because before in order to grab a new time, you used to have to cancel your old time and grab the new time. And there's a chance you weren't going to get that new time. Now you can actually modify your time without canceling your your initial time, and and so that's made it a lot easier to to grab a sooner time because you're not having to cancel. You know, if you have a five o'clock, it's noon. You have a five o'clock fast pass or Genie Plus. You don't have to cancel that five o'clock to grab the new one. You can actually just change it. So that's helped a lot. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'll I'll get familiar with it here soon. Um, down in Disney World, but I know you were crushing it at Disneyland, and uh, I don't know. I, w- I would love to see the, the old fast, but we were so efficient with the old fast fast system. Well, that it, and, and it I'll say felt this like a cheat code. I'll say this about Disneyland: like I di- we didn't wait in a single standby line at Disneyland. Everything that we did was was uh, was Genie Plus, and and the rides that my wife didn't want to ride. I would use my my genie plus, and then I would use hers back to back. That see, that's nice too. I mean, any, anything else we need to talk about? I mean, it's the parks are what the parks are right now. You know, it, it's slow. Um, it's a, it's a good time to go to Disney World if if. Uh, and I would say even somebody that's never been before that is like planning that once in a lifetime trip is a good time to go right now because you're going to be able to do pretty much whatever you want. You were looking at dining reservations the other day and you could yeah. get anything you wanted. Yep. Yeah. I had, I had no issues um, just looking 60 days out kind of as a, as a test run for whenever I'm going, no issues getting, what I wanted. So, I mean, I think it's, it's a really good time. It's if you can get a, if you can get the hotel that you want, which I don't think a hotel availability is very, very tight right now. Um, I was able to get a grand Floridian in, in January pretty easily, uh, you know, for the week, for the week that we wanted. If you can get that hotel reservation, it's, it's a good time to go right now. Uh, I think, we're kind of past the COVID hangover. You know, the, the cast members are pretty much back to full strength at this point. What, one of the things that we talked about in the past and, and I'll, I'll stop right here and I'll say kind of one of the reasons that we're podcasting right now is because I started listening to some of our past episodes and realized, Hey, really, really miss doing this. But uh, one of the things that we talked about was that the cast members were not getting support that they needed. You know, they were kind of thrown into the situation and, 
They were left to deal with the crowds. They were left to deal with enforcing all of the extra rules. But they weren't really given any tools to do that. You know, they were short-staffed. Management wasn't really participating in that. I feel like I feel like they're back to kind of full strength now. I, I, I did not have a negative cast member experience the last time I went. Yeah. You're talking about your Disneyland trip or, your, or the October no, trip? No, the October trip. Yeah. I, I think the staff level is probably back where it needs to be. I, I can't think of anything that stands out. I mean, in, in comparison to trips we had prior for sure. So I'm with you, man. If you're, if you're new to Disney or you're trying to take a trip, now might be a pretty good time, especially if Disney's throwing around a ton of deals. Yeah, yeah. If you can get a, if you can get a deal, if you can make the uh, Epcot and Hollywood Studios for ninety nine dollars ticket work for you, like it's it's totally worth it at that at that point. Anything else? No, I'm I'm with you. I mean, if you can, I kind of wish I had that deal to be honest. But yeah, no, I'm, man, I'm excited to get back down there. I'm excited for you to get back down there. Uh, and I don't know when the next time we podcast is. It's just kind of a uh, a floating thing. It'll pop up randomly, I'm sure. Yeah, so for anyone who still follows us, um, welcome to, uh, welcome back to the, welcome back to us, welcome back to you. And uh, I'll tweet, I'll tweet out something about the episode so everybody knows, but if you're still a, a loyal follower, a loyal listener, Appreciate you being here. I don't have any secrets or trivia. I think that's how I used to end the show, but let me see if I can pull a little trivia question for, I'll answer it one day at some point. Did did we have a trivia question on the last episode? No clue. Couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you the answer if we did. I think, I think we probably did. I don't, I don't remember what it was at this point, but um, hmm. yeah. here we go. Um, if you were, let's see who was paying attention. What is Magic Kingdom's official tagline? Ooh, Just see who was paying attention. You know, it's it's not the happiest place on earth. It's not that. Yes. So Pete helped get halfway there. Um, I get confused about that. I admitted on this episode that I get confused about it as well. So, all right. Well, anything uh, anything else for tonight? I think I'm good. No, I, I think this was a uh, it was fun get catching up and talking back through all things Walt Disney World and Disneyland. Little guest appearance there by the by the old West Coast Park. So no, I had a good time. All right, well cool. We'll, we'll close it out there. Uh, that's all we've got for this week. Please tune in in the future for some more Disney magic. Look for us on the Twitter at MenduWW Podcast. If you have any suggestions, questions, comments, please tweet us or email us at MenduWW at gmail.com. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. It really does help us out. Thank you so much for listening and giving us the most valuable thing you have, your time. We'll see you soon.